This is episode 27 of the Remix Your World podcast with David Tort. Welcome to Remix Your World. I'm Allison Kalagna, global DJ and music producer turned life remixer and personal growth coach. In each episode, we bring you real talk, inspiring stories, and heartfelt conversations of personal transformation to help you uplift and amplify your life. This is the Remix Your World podcast. DJ producer David Tort is one of the most influential Spanish artists in the global electronic music scene. His success is the product of both his distinctive studio work and his in-demand DJ sets all around the world. Both sides have made him a household name in modern club culture. David has been brewing his studio sound for over 15 years, cultivating a unique and diverse musical personality understood by both clubbers and industry alike. His discography includes remixes for Tiesto and Nelly Furtado, David Guetta, Bob Sinclair, and his original productions like Dizzy, Raveline, Lost in Acid, Jack It Up, One Look, or the cover of Chase the Sun with Norman DeRay, which reached number two on the Beatport's main chart for three weeks in a row. In 2014, he continued the pace with original productions dropping on CR2, Size 03, and Spinning, including collaborations with Roland Clark, Nick Marsh, and Abel Ramos. Getting Heavy with Abel Ramos has logged over 3 million views on YouTube since release and reached number 8 in the Beatport Progressive House chart. In 2015, David released music with who's who of dance labels including Dorn, Musical Freedom, X Flamingo, and Zero Three, in addition to launching his own label, Hotel Records. The label's third release revisited Tort's Acid Roots with a re-releasing of his classic Lost in Acid, featuring remixes from Abel Ramos, Henrix and Digital Lab, DJ Mara and Sebastian Ledier, and DJ Dias. 2016 showed no signs of slowing down with an early single release with Robbie Rivera, several hotel releases, and work with house music legend Marshall Jefferson. David's hotel mix of Cal's EBL, along with Markham, has made waves since release. Seeing widespread support from Sander Van Dorn, Sunnery James and Ryan Marciano, Promised Land, and Fetty Legrand, who took the track to the main stage at Tomorrowland. In 2017, David's collaboration Strangers with Markem, Yes Cabeta, and El Leponte has made waves via Tiesto's After Hour soundtrack, Miami's WMC, as one of the top buzz tracks and remaining a mainstay on the Beatport 100 and sets worldwide for months after the release. Without having to follow any fashion or trend, David's production are always undeniably relevant. As important as his studio work are his live gigs, from his residency at his second home, Space Miami, to Summerland, Tomorrowland, and Summerburst festivals. David's marathon sessions never disappoint. He's played parties for DJ megastars, Swedish House Mafia, Avicii, and Tiesto, and is the only Spanish DJ to perform the Playboy Mansion in Beverly Hills. He's also a staple performer at the annual Winter Music Conference in Miami, where in 2014 his closeout blowout show at world-renowned Nikki Beach featured a packed lineup including Max Vangeli, Phoenix Powell, and Norman Duray. Bringing his signature sound to the live arena, David Tort's set are always packed with driving beats, powerful bass lines, and destructive drops. 
on the back of a busy 2015. In 2016, Tort reaffirmed his position as one of dance music's most respected figures. Amidst constant club appearances around the world from India to Brazil, Tort has made appearances at Sweden's Bravala Festival, Aruba's Love Festival, and launched his label parties around the world with Hotel Miami, Tampa, Barcelona, Amsterdam, and Cartagena. Yo, check this out! So just a heads up, you're going to hear me talk a lot about meditation, about goals, and about self-development and improvement on this podcast. It is the vision and mission of this show. I want to live in a world where people are not afraid to be themselves creatively, authentically, and just show up being the best, most epic remix of themselves ever. If you're interested in joining me on an eight-week personal development course called CIJ, you can head over to remixyourworld.com forward slash CIJ, and you and I can get to work and make this year your most epic year yet. My next class is Thursday nights starting March 21st from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. I would love to see what you do in this class. If you're interested and you're ready to make a big-ass shift and a big change and remix the fuck out of yourself, then come on, baby. I got you. Remixyourworld.com forward slash C-I-J. See you in class. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh, yeah. So welcome. We'll just, we're just going to have a conversation. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so excited that you're here because I just love your work. I mean, I've been playing your stuff for so long. So it's nice to actually have a conversation with you, talk to you about music and life and all of that good stuff. So welcome. I'm happy you're here. Thank you. I mean, thank you for the words. I'm I'm happy that you like the music. You know, you, you make music. I mean, I make music or somebody makes it and you never know where's that going, you know? So yeah. you don't know who's hearing you. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been, oh man, I've played so many of your records. You know what? It's, I actually pulled out one of your older ones this week. I mean, like I played a bunch of your new stuff too this weekend in Dallas, but I pulled out, remember that remix you did that of Unleash Yourself? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I pulled that out and I played that this week because my, yeah, my event is called release. And like, I just love that whole thing. And part of my slogan is helping people unleash themselves. And I was like, there's a song that I can remember this person saying, unleash yourself. And it took me forever to figure out what it was again. But then like, I was like, I think that's what it was. Unleash yourself or something. Yeah. 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 That's um, actually a, it's actually an original, but I, I think I made like two, three versions, and and it was for I just opened a label that that time was called the Mansion Recordings, and I think that was the second or the third release. So but you see, I wasn't expecting that one. I was expecting like Lost in Acid or something okay. like that, but you know. Uh, there's records I don't even remember about it till somebody tells me. Hey, right. You know that? Yeah, so that was an original. Okay, yeah. I love the vocal on that and I love all of that. So, yeah. That I recorded that in in LA when mm. I was in a stu- I was in the studio making uh work it out. And in, okay. the, in the in the second room there there were two guys making hip hop and I was like, "Hey, could you do something for me?" <laughs> it was like, "Yeah." And he just grabbed the mic and dropped 
some some vocals and I made the song. So. Oh yeah, no, I love I love that track. I just because I love what it stands for. I love what it's saying. So I love the. It's timeless too. It still sounded so good and it was sexy and so yeah. That's that's a. I think that's really awesome when you can play a track that's older like that and it still really works. So I'm super happy to hear that. Actually, I mean. It's not that I'm trying to make timeless music, but it just happened. Mm-hmm. Not always happens, you know, but it's like, I don't know. I, I, I figured it out no, not so long ago. Sorry for my English, but, it's, you know, no, I'm it's like, okay. I mean, especially if I'm in, in the States, I'm, I'm talking English all the time, but I'm, I'm in Barcelona now. So I'm, it's difficult because we speak two languages here, which is Spanish and Catalan, and then English, like, my brain is a little bit confused at the moment. <laughs> it's, it's totally okay. You're welcome. It's all good. Okay, cool. So I, that's what I was telling you, like, uh, for example, Austin Acid, I made it 11 years ago. Wow. And I, yeah, I stopped playing it for, for a while, like, for two, three years, but then now I'm playing it again, and it's like, it sounds like... I just made it, you know, so I don't know how I did that, but it, it happens so, so often with yeah. me. So it's like I just go to the studio and do whatever I feel. And I think it's that that I don't care about what's out there. I just mm-hmm. make I just put my feelings on a song. That's it. That's yeah. It. Yeah. No, I love that. I mean, that's so important. Now, did you grow up pretty musical? Uh, you when, mean when I was a kid? You When you were a kid. Yeah. Not really. I mean, my brother, he's nine years older. So he was, he gave me, um, I don't know how to call it. Sorry, but it's like a portable um, phono player, Mm -hmm. which is like, like, I don't know how to say. Oh my God. (laughs) It's like, it's like. Well, that's super old that you open it and the case is the speaker. Yes, 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 uh, yes. Those are and he, he, he gave me a bunch of vinyls, like Plastic Bertrand and a lot of music, a lot, but so different. So I was playing vinyls since I was maybe five years old. But I asked my parents for going to the music school, but they said, no, <laughs> you're not going to do anything with that. So... When I was 14, I mean, I was involved in music all all my life, but it was like myself alone, you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah. And, but then I went into a club when I was 14 years old, and I was like, that's the thing, you know? So right. who do you, I, I, do you remember who the DJ was? Yeah, it was a local guy here mm-hmm. in my town that later I discovered he was my cousin, but I didn't know. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. So I I was still a kid then because I was 14. I was just finishing school here. So my life changed completely from that day. It was a Saturday. I didn't do anything else than playing music. And then I went to the studio later, but you know, so my first part of my childhood, I was like, fighting with myself like find trying to find something that i had inside but i didn't know what it was you know mm-hmm. i tried playing drums for a little bit but it wasn't that till i discovered the the djing so yeah now do you remember what the dj was playing was he playing like house or techno yeah. Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. i remember exactly he was playing bam bam give it to me <laughs> and i was like 
what is this? That's like hard Chicago house, though. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I think the guy was from Miami, but I'm not sure. It was 1988, so it was... The Acid House was was the top sound for, for us in that moment, you know, but I never heard it before till I went to a club, you know, because it was very underground. Yeah. And yeah, I remember that song, that moment where when I stepped into the club, it was super dark, a lot of smoke and the strobe lights, that's mm. it, and super loud, but incredibly loud. And <laughs> wow, my brain was reprogrammed at the same moment, exact moment, you know? <laughs> so you, you, you chose to be a producer first then. So then how did you then transition into DJing? No, it was it was in the other way. So I started DJing. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think I was like two years later when I was 16, more or less. Mm. Um, a friend gave me a drum machine for my birthday. And I was like, wow, I can make a song now. But mm. it didn't happen. You know? <laughs> it didn't happen it till 1990 something <laughs> i don't really remember but it was so difficult no computer nothing at all you know i was in a small town in is in barcelona but it's still like um outside the city and well i had no chance to go to a studio till i went to a rock studio here in my town and i told the guy hey listen i need to make music so what can i do he was like okay you can come here like a couple of days a week and you help me set up microphones and amplifiers. And that's mm. the only thing I can do for you. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, I did it. And I learned a lot about sound engineering and that stuff. Uh, but till I bought my first Apple Macintosh, mm-hmm. maybe in 1996, then I started like making my own thing, you know? Yeah. And that's it. I mean, I, I was a... Um, um bedroom producer for a long time yeah i made the first the, the first tracks i made that had success i made it with a couple of speakers and a computer and that's it you know did now did your did your parents start to believe in you and say okay you can go with well, music or no my dad well <laughs> i left i left home when i was 19 with my then my girlfriend, now it's my wife. So we are together since uh, 23 years, you know. Wow, congratulations. And, yeah, thank you. So my daddy, like three or four years ago, he told me, ah, David, now I'm I'm like calm. I know you, you're going to do it. I'm like that now. Yeah, I mean, three years ago, <laughs> I'm teaching I'm, I'm for 30 years now. It's like, okay, thank you, daddy. But it's a little bit later, you know. Yeah. I had that with my dad too in the beginning for a while. And then and then he came to a show and was like, Oh, okay, okay, I see what you do now. Yeah. But yeah, I remember. Well my that. dad, he doesn't really know what I'm doing. He comes to the studio and he sees me doing things and he's like, I don't know what you're doing, but <laughs> I love it, you know? And I seen tears on his eyes when he came to my first show here in town, like it wasn't a long time ago, too. Maybe, I don't know, seven years ago or ten. I'm not sure. So I invited him. He came and he was like literally crying a little bit. Like, wow, mm-hmm. look at my son. So I'm like, okay, cool. 
That's so amazing. That's so sweet. <laughs> so when you started um, writing, were you in? You said Apple. So were you? What was? What in? What software was back then? Was Logic in? Or? Yeah. Well, yeah. The first. The, the the first things I did it was before the Macintosh I bought. I was going to a friend's house. He had a, an Atari with Cubase. Oh yeah, yeah. And a, a couple scenes like a Cork Monopoly, a three, a Roland three hundred three, and I had my drum machine, and we did something. But it was like more learning than yeah. really practicing, you know. Yeah. And then when I had the Macintosh, it was Logic, but I think it was like two point six or something like that super old school right. but it was the first the first software that allowed me to put audio in it like okay sampling yeah so i didn't i didn't need the synthesizers that were super expensive so i, I started making like like in the old school hip-hop way of doing music right you know, sampling, sampling everything yeah yeah and where do you feel like you find your biggest inspiration? Like you had said that you just go in and you go with what you're feeling. Is it when you sit in the studio, do you ever set an intention of what it is you're trying to create or do you just allow it to show up, like the muse to kind of come through? It depends on the day because, I mean, I go to the studio every single day. Uh, to me, it's a, it's a job. Like, yeah. I mean, going to the office, so, so I go to the studio, and I did this for the last 15 years. Yeah. And some days, I'm not inspired at all, mm -hmm. so I just send emails and do other things, you know. But yeah. most of the times, is when I'm on bed, like when I'm almost sleeping, you know that moment in between yes. walls? <laughs> yes. So I have some ideas then, and I ha I'm lucky because... I don't need to write down anything or run to the studio. I have a good memory for, for that. So the next day I wake up super fresh and I go to the studio with the same exact idea I had the night before. So Really? You can yeah, remember yeah. it? Wow. Yeah. yeah. That it's, is that's amazing. I can't rem I, I have to I, I have to either write it down or, or I talk in the audio thing on I my phone. Know. <laughs> I know the deal. So uh, most of my friends, they go to the studio like running at 3 a.m. in the morning, like, oh, I have this in my head, in my head. But I, I remember it. So I guess as what I was made to do this. You know? Yes. So, yes. Yeah. And yeah, my, my musical spectrum is super wide. So mm -hmm. I can do from house to techno to pop music and not never reggaeton, you know, <laughs> but, but, it's what I'm saying. My my school, my musical school was the radio from the 80s, mm -hmm. the vinyls I had. Then I discovered the, the club uh, culture. And in 30 years, you know, I, I played, I think, many styles a lot. Like I, I also played hip hop for a while in the early 90s. Mm -hmm. I played house, techno, goa, trance, wow. hardcore from Germany, <laughs> uh, a lot of things. So that's my education you know so that's why i don't really know what i'm doing i don't know if it's house or if it's techno some djs play my music and they are techno djs some others they are super housey djs they play my other songs so i don't really care right but that that's what i love about you is there is um you 
you can play into both. Some of the stuff is funkier and techier, and then some of it is like techno. And there's this, there's this, you know, when I had Tom Stefan on, we were talking about it, and um, I, I had asked him, I was like, you know, who who is somebody that you really look up to musically? And he mentioned you, and we talked about you. Wow. And wow, you know, he's like a hero. To because, <laughs> yeah, he's a legend. So he is. Now we, work, we work together I, now, and it's like, it's a real. I know. It's a, but, but we both had shared the same thing of like, you have this sound that is like right in the middle of this. I, I don't know. It's like you, you balance the lines of techno and house without it being tech house. It's a weird thing. We were trying, we were trying I know, to, I know. <laughs> but it's so, it's so good. You know, it's, it's weird, like, but I, I mean, I take it as a compliment. <laughs> good. But, but, you know, this is something that in some moments of my life, it, it was like something against me because mm. some promoters, they are super techno or super house. Right. And it's it's more difficult like to have shows sometimes, you know, because like they don't know where to put you. Mm-hmm. But I as I said, I, I don't really care because I'm happy yeah. and this is me. So yeah. I cannot be another person, you know? So in the studio I cannot be another producer. Right. And whenever it happens, I'm gonna make my sound. I made this statement many years ago and I don't know how to do it in, in another way, you know? So, no, I love that. I, I admire that. That's how, that's how I feel as well. It's, it's for me, some days I'm, I'm called to make something that feels a little bit more progressive or some days I'm called to make something that's a little deeper. And it's like, you can't, you know, as an artist, the beautiful thing about electronic music is like, we don't have to stay in a box if, if we don't want to, it's like, we have the world at our fingertips. If I want to make something with a, Sounds like there's an orchestra in the room. We can, you know, it's like exactly. we have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, the thing is that whatever you do, it have it have to sound like you, like you, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's it. So I hear that sometimes, like, hey, I heard the song and I knew it was you. I'm like, okay, I'm so happy to hear that. You know, what I mean, like, you yeah. have to to get your own sound. That's it. Yeah, and you and you have that. You definitely have a a signature. For sure. Thanks. Thanks. What is, so do you feel that that's been probably one of the biggest obstacles for you in dance music then is is not sticking to one side of the fence or the other? I think so. I think so. But it's uh, also it's what made me be who I am. Yeah. So the who knows me musically, mm, they know what to expect with this whatever <laughs> you know <Yeah>. so <laughs> but i mean i look back and i'm happy there are some tracks i would not do right now but that song those songs mm, led me to the next one so you right. know what i mean and yeah if i still play some records from 11 12 years ago it means that i was right you know but yeah. i was never never looking for Nothing, not not looking for success, not looking for... I mean, everything just popped up in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Suddenly, I was on tour. Uh, then they called me to be a Space Miami resident. Like, things that just happened, and I, w- I wasn't, like, looking for that. You know right. what I mean? Right, so it's so, like you, you were just walking and, and trusting that it would unfold. Yeah, yeah. How So how did you and Tom link up then 
Well, uh, the truth is that I was always a fan of Tom, you know? Mm. I was playing his songs, like, I don't know, a lot of, many years ago. And it was the kind of producer I was looking at because, you know, in Spain, in that moment, it was a weird scene here. It wasn't a really techno or house scene. We had our own thing, you know? So I didn't like that. And when I started producing, um, like, seriously, I was looking and listening to Super Chombo, mm -hmm. Danny Tenaglia, Hernan Cataneo, Sasha, yeah. which is, it's totally, completely different styles. But again, we, we go back to the same conversation, you know, so yeah. I like a lot of things. And Tom was like one of the guys that I was like, damn, this sounds so unique. Mm -hmm. And then my first time in Miami and my first show ever in Miami, we shared the booth. He was playing before me. Mm. So I met him. He's super nice. I mean, it was like, like, um, super nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, you know? Yeah. Uh, again, my English barrier. Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. It's, um, and I think one day I was at, like, here in the studio and it was like something from Tom popped up on Facebook mm. and I sent, I sent him a, a message like, Hey, sorry for this, but I, do you think we could do a song together? And it was like, totally, let's do it. And we did it. That's it. And since then we did a lot and we keep working together because it's super easy. We've been never together in the studio, but we, we work online, uh, we send ideas. We have some days we have a chat just talking about music and life yeah. in general. So yeah, that's it. It was super smooth and easy. And we make, I'm super proud of the songs we made together. The new one we have is like, I love it because it's a unique sound again. It's like, it sounds like Tom and it sounds like me together. It's fantastic. Which one is that? Tell us. This is called, Hold on. <laughs> wow. You're like, what is it? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't remember the the final name you gave to the song. Do it anyway. Yeah. Okay. It's with Fierce Rolling Diva. Again. Nice, nice. Yeah, it sounds good. I like it. I played it last week. I was road testing it and the crowd was singing the melody already. And I'm like, what's oh, this? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So is it going to be on Hotel? Yeah, it's going to be on Hotel Records. And we're working in a couple more things, but it's too early to... Yeah. I mean, I don't. it doesn't even... It's not even play, playable to me right now. Right, you know? right. But so, this one is a wrap. What, so when did you start Hotel Records then? How did that... And how did the name even come to you? Well, that was in 2014. It was a moment where I found myself... In um, in the middle of nowhere, like it was two scenes. One was super commercial, and the other scene was super underground techno. And I was like, "Damn, I mean, where I, where I am? You yeah. know?" Yeah. So I was sending music to labels, and labels they only wanted in that moment they only wanted. EDM, let's call it EDM, right. so we all understand what we're talking about, or underground. And mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not that guy, you know? So uh, 
it was a really awkward moment to me, like, wow, they don't want my music. What happened here? Okay, so I'm going to open a label. That's it. And I, because it was that moment when I decided, like, to be myself, you know? Yeah. It was like, mm, I was coming from Progressive House. Progressive House turned into EDM. I wasn't comfortable there. It wasn't my sound. So it was like, okay, David, mm, let's do what I know the best how to do it, you know, which is this kind of tech house I do that, that doesn't even sound like the tech house. Right. right. And I opened the label and I started releasing. And then I think everything came together in place. So I, I kept releasing with spinning. I, yeah. I started releasing with tour room. Carl Cox started playing my songs. I'm like, Hmm. I think I did I did something right here, which yeah. is just to go ahead with whatever I do, you know. And I opened the label too, also to help some guys that were sending me music and nobody's listening to them. And I can understand that. Labels are too busy. Myself, I'm super busy right now, but I try to listen to every single demo. So... Is is a lot of producers that they have the tools now they can do music, but yeah. they gotta release. So hotel is a label for DJs. If something, if there's a song I could play in my set, which is from open to close, it doesn't need to be peak time, you okay. know. Yeah. So then it's hotel, and why hotel? Because I mostly live in an hotel you know all of us <laughs> yeah. it's like it's my second home it's your second home i'm sure so it's like it was perfect mm-hmm. yeah and that's it <laughs> yeah no so you talked about tool room because you, you're one that's coming from tool room i'm ex- i'm excited for that yeah a day, I, I, a day in the life or yeah, a day in life and i have another one coming on tool room tracks in march as well and, and, you know, it's when I go playing, basically I play hotel records stuff and tour room records tracks, you know. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a label I really love. Me too. And, and to be there, it was like like a real goal to me. Yeah. Is this your first tour room or no? no when was your, when was no. your first tour room? Because I remember before. Well, I work with them. Uh, in some sub-labels they have, like Zero Three, which yeah, okay. is Yeah. And I did something for Rhythm District, which is techno compilations, mm. but I released on Tour Room Tracks for the first time a couple months ago mm. with my my partner in Hotel Records. We made the song. He came to Barcelona in summer. We went log in the studio for three weeks. And we made a track called You Hear That? Yeah. I sent it to Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I sent it to Mark Knight. He, he was like, yeah, I like it. So it was like, wow, amazing. And then yeah. I made a couple more because now I'm, I'm in that kind of, I don't know, I change my sound every two months, but now I'm super techie and, but big time tech, let's call it. And they liked it. So I'm super happy about it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good. I mean, I've, I've, it's funny to hear you say tool room and hotel in your sets because I, I have that running joke with myself and my friends too. I'm like, Jesus, I play so much tool room. I play so much hotel. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, 
I really appreciate it. And you know, the other day I was playing and I was like, wow, I have to play something that's not mine. So I was looking like, <laughs> I was playing demos and hotel stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but I need to play something from another producer, please. So <laughs> I forced myself. Now, do you like shorter sets or longer sets? Longer sets. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, it's a nightmare. You mm -hmm. just want to go back home because it happened i mean it depends on the crowd on the place and the moon <laughs> you know so but i i really like it now i Where? mean i was doing seven hour sets when I, i was a resident for 15 years so i was playing from open to close every night four nights a week wow just, yeah yeah Yeah, when, I think that's, you know, when we, I started, I used to play real, you know, 12 hour sets way back, like in the, in the 90s. 12. Yeah, nine to wow. nine. Uh, but like, that was our culture back then. You know, it's like, exactly. we, we were just residents and that's what we did. There was, it's not like it is now with so many of us playing on the same, you know, bill. Yeah. Where, where do you find, where do you like to play the most in terms of? It can be city, country, club, crowd. What it like? What do you get ex really excited about playing? Is there a place? Uh, lately, I'm super excited when I play in Barcelona because mm. it did, it didn't happen in maybe 20 years, and I started doing it four or five years ago. I was like scared of doing a show at home. Mm. I was like, hmm. Not sure if somebody's gonna show up, and it was packed. And I'm like, wow, and I love it now, especially in my town. It's crazy, but now I feel like it's my crowd, you know. Yeah. But but I really love playing in. I mean, United States to me it was always a place. Mm -hmm. Colombia is a crazy crowd. Colombia is amazing. Brazil used to be really good to yeah. play there lately. They are not bringing many international DJs, so now it's a time for the resident DJs over there. Mm. But it's another place I like. But, you know, and clubs, wow, Stereo Montreal, that was amazing to play. It's Stereo Space Miami. I played in IVs a lot, and I loved it. Amnesia, Bacha. I don't know, because I, I've been in some, in some venues which was like, terrible looking from the outside like wow this is gonna be terrible <laughs> and then it was the best night ever you know <laughs> in some town lost in between the mountains so you never know yeah what, what i want and what i like is the crowd yeah i don't care about the venue or if it's a known place or not the crowd is the only thing that's important to me you know and communication and That thing, like, to feel that we are just one all together, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I've always said, it's like, give me a crowd of a hundred people that are just so in it with me over a crowd of thousands any day. You know, it's like well, that. You know, I hate festivals. Mm -hmm. I hate it. I, I mean, I think it scares me mm. playing a festival. Is it because, because the, the size, the enormity of it? Not the size, but you have only 40 minutes to do yeah. what? What? Yeah. 
So what you, pre- I can do you pretty much have games. to you have to program. That's the only way. It's like you have an hour, 40, 40 minutes to an hour. It's like if you don't know exactly what you're going to do, it's like, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. And it, it festivals became this this kind of playing like everything goes super fast, but mm-hmm. I still when I go to a festival, I still have a playlist of 150 tracks. So <laughs> <laughs> I know where's the music. That's the important thing. But I keep going with the crowd. I know, even if it's a festival, you know, it's like mm, I maybe play the first and the second song I have on my playlist. But then I jump to the to whatever it's gonna happen, you know. So I don't really follow the playlist because I don't see the crowd going with that. You know what I mean? So yeah. what, we still residents, but. We are worldwide residents, I think. Right. What um, freaked me out about festivals was, I remember the first one I played, the enormity of the sound of the stage. Yeah, was exactly. My eyeballs were literally shaking. And it was like, I can't, this is crazy. No wonder these people only play it an hour up here. You can barely, you can't even stand without your whole body just like vibrating yeah. like crazy. I know. <laughs> and it, it's not comfortable to play like that. No, it's not. It's not. It's I, I want to be like loose and feel good and not, yeah, I get it. You know, hmm. If but, you, is there any place you haven't played that you would, you know, like your ultimate DJ bucket list that you would love to play? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know. You mean a venue? A venue uh, or, or maybe with somebody or, you know, like who do you, who would you love? Like if you could do a back-to-back with somebody, anybody in the world, alive or dead, who would you choose? Carl Cox for sure. I know. I would say that too. <laughs> <laughs> But that would be so scary, you know? But, oh, yeah. I can imagine. But for sure. Yeah. It's so funny how so many of us say him. You know, it's like, God. I think all of us, he's the... He's the he's a godfather. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I had the chance to meet him because he was playing a song I did for three years that wasn't released yet. And he was playing it for three years in a row at Ultra Miami, everywhere. So I was in Ibiza, and one guy told me, hey, David, you want to say hi to Carl? I'm like, no, <laughs> please. <laughs> what, but, what track was it? Uh, Hasta la mañana. Okay, yeah. It was with a Latin voice. And I was like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. And he was super, super, like, easy and happy to meet me. And I'm like, wow. It was an amazing experience. He gave me a hug. So I'm like, I don't want to shower myself for a week. (laughs) (laughs) When I at Ultra Miami a few years ago, I was um, backstage. I didn't meet him, but I was um, I was behind him in the DJ booth. I was close enough to get a picture of him playing with like this massive crowd. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is the closest I've ever been to him. I'm so I can't believe it. Yeah, I know, I know the feeling. So you, you, not even you in the in the picture, just him. Not That's... even me in the picture. No, <laughs> I was enough. Yeah, and my friends were like, "Really, dude? You were that close, and you couldn't ask him for a picture?" And I was like, "I just felt like that Wayne's World moment. I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy." It's... <laughs> Yeah, that's so awesome, though, to hear to hear you say that. That would be so cool. 
So when you're not in the studio or DJing, what kind of things do you love to do? Um, I don't do much. I, I, I mean, I have like a very boring life. <laughs> no, not boring. I love my life. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Mm. But I love to stay at home with my family. I love to go to the supermarket. Those <laughs> normal life things. We go together to the supermarket and it's a, such an experience, you know, and I love it. And we live here by the beach. We go with walk the dog to the beach and that's it. I, I really love to stay at home because I've been away for a long time and I love it. I chill in the terrace. Um, my friends, they are spread all over the world. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have my closest friends here in town. Right. Of course, of course, I have friends, but I don't go hang for a beer and watch football. I don't really like football as well. Right. I don't like cars. I don't like playing games. I'm super weird. Sorry. <laughs> so okay. I just stay at home. We go to the beach. We we chill together. Yeah. I, I, I like to spend time with, with me and Tati, you know, so. Yeah. Now you said family. Do you have children or? Yeah, yeah. I have Mia. She's, she, she just turned seven now. Aww. And yeah, we, we've been traveling, Tatiana and me, we've been traveling and living the life for a long time. And I was like, you know, that artist feeling that you don't, you're not sure if you can provide for the family. So yes. I, I, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And at the end, I was like, okay, let's have a kid. Let's <laughs> and yeah, we did. <laughs> so. And how did, how did that change you? How did becoming a father change you as an artist and as a, as, as you know, that lifestyle that is kind of all over the place? Well, um, it's a little bit hectic to go to school and drop hair, go back to the studio, then cook, then go back, pick hair and that stuff. But when you get used to it, it's a normal thing, you know? So, mm. but as an artist, I think it made me grow up. I'm like, I feel like an adult artist, you know? Right. Like, yeah, it changed my mind in a good way. In a way, maybe I'm getting older too. So it's like I'm in that moment, like I don't care about anything, yeah. <laughs> you know. The... So just uh, I don't know, I don't know. But it it was a good experience to be a father. The first year was super scary, and I was touring a lot that time. But a lot. I mean, I was out almost every week for th the first three years. Sorry, and Tatiana, she was taking care of the baby. She was alone a lot of time. So I, in some point I was like, okay, let's do it different. I right. can tour for three weeks, but then I have to stay home for two, three weeks, you right. know, because I'm missing something here. Yeah. And, and now to me, now life is perfect. Mm. That's beautiful. What sorts of things do you have, um, like a spiritual practice or, a you know, how do you, what do you define as sacred? What's sacred in your life and in your world besides family, obviously? You know, um, I was reading a lot of metaphysics books mm -hmm. in the nineties and early two thousand. And I, I was kind of Buddhist too, when I was 15, not, not really Buddhist, you know, but 
I like that. And at the end, I discovered I have my own religion. Yeah. Which is, is not nothing to do with Catholics and nothing. It's more like metaphysics. I like it. So whatever you think, it's going to happen in your life. You right. Know? So, yeah. so be, careful, be, be careful what you think. Right. So like law of attraction and metaphysical quantum. Yeah, but right. now we call it law of attraction because there's a book, but this, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's a mix of a lot of things. So, yeah. Yeah. but every every morning when I wake up, the first I do, I go to to the terrace and I, I just give thanks for everything I have and mm. for everything I don't have yet. So <laughs> at the end it comes to you or yeah. if it doesn't come, it makes me happy to, to feel like something is about to come to my life. You know, it's like, right. I mean, the, I mean, there's a long way coming. It's still a lot of things to do. And as far as you, you're good with, everybody and you don't hurt nobody everything's right you know so that's it i love hearing that because it my practice is is similar it's like i don't um i study a lot of personal development and a lot of religion and a lot of metaphysicals and buddhism and all of them of what really holds sacred to me and what makes sense you know and my morning is spent on meditations and giving thanks and it's just like yeah it's like that moment of knowing that you are so grateful for everything that you have just puts you in such a state to know that you can attract whatever whatever it is you're meant to have and even what your visions are in the future and but it's Uh it has to come from being grateful for what you have right now you know exactly exactly and trust me that it works i mean it it works on me you know so i know for sure yeah, that's, so that's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm happy to hear well, you say that. Well, I think that. I think we all, the artists and nightlife people, we are really open-minded mm-hmm. on everything. So also religion, you know. So yeah, yeah. Did I read something about, or, or did you send me an in uh, something? What is this motel boutique thing? Is that uh, you? Yeah. Yeah, that's a band I just created. Oh, okay, that's what it is. Yeah, because I was like curious of what that was, and I wanted to ask you before we before we break. So I'm I'm happy you asked me about that because <laughs> I always wanted to have a band. I was a solo artist my whole life, even if I did many collabs with a lot of artists. But you know, it's like I was a solo guy in a lock in a room. You know, so I wanted to have a, a band, and I love synth pop and punk rock and that's what i'm doing with motel boutique it's um i don't even know how to call this but it it sounds in between joy division and the patch mode and michelle jar all my other influences that i cannot use when i'm producing right for for david tart you know which is a dj so i'm just unleashing myself completely with motel boutique and it's, it makes me happy and we are three guys and we're just creating an album now and i don't know i have like nine songs already and it sounds amazing to me at least so yeah. let's oh. see what happens yeah. <laughs> i'm excited to hear now do you are you singing or are you it somebody what's the yeah, no. Uh, 
there's a guy who sings, and okay. now we ha we have a, a woman. I mean, we all are around our forties, so mm -hmm. it's a, we don't have a, like a eighteen years old frontman. This is music for <laughs> this is music for grown up people. I you know, it. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and the lyrics are super hardcore. I just wrote a song called "Go Fuck Yourself." I don't know if I can say this here, but <laughs> you can, you can, absolutely. Okay, so my new song with Motor Dick is "Go Fuck Yourself," <laughs> and and I'm singing the chorus. And I think it's something I really wanted to say out loud, you know. So yeah. I, all of us, we have that person. You would tell that, like, hey, you yeah. know, <laughs> go for yourself. Yeah. So that's what I do. And I play guitar, I, but I don't really play really good. But as my, I'm a producer, I can make it sound good later, you know. Yeah. And I just do whatever I want. It's so amazing. But I mostly write the songs and I produce them. I program all the, because I, I'm putting orchestra sounds, live drummers and things like that. But it, everything, it's coming from my mm, logic, you know? Yeah, I love that. But, what yeah, a, but I, the, I, the, the guitars are real. Guitars, yeah. it's, it's an instrument that it has to be played for real, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait to hear it. It's like yeah, that whole like I mean, especially as like growing up with loving industrial and front two four two and those kinds of things, wow. you know. It's that like... was my part. I mean, <laughs> Mitzerep, Front Two Four Two, Panko, Alien Six Fin, Sisters of Mercy. Yeah. And then I'm producing house, you know? So that's why I had something inside that I needed to put out. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the moment. Yeah. Now. Oh, that's awesome. I look forward to it. Well, I'll ask you one more question and then I'll let you go because I know time oh. is precious, but I'm so grateful that you are here. So one last question is how would you define music? Mm, such a question. <laughs> I, That's why I say it at the end. <laughs> yeah, wow. I hate you a little bit right now. <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's something that it's necessary to live as we breathe or we eat or we drink water. Yeah. Music. I mean, imagine the world without music. We, <laughs> we, were, we will be killing each other every day. Yeah. We do anyway, we you know. Do, but, yeah. yeah, but to me, it's something that I have inside of me since I was born mm. and I need to take it out and... It's like, it's two things, basically. Something that I do to please the others. Mm. It's like the um, leitmotiv of my life, pleasing people. I don't know why. It's not something I love, but I do it. I cook for friends and I love to cook for them. I play music to make people dance and go home super happy. Yeah. I make music for, I mean, I don't even listen to my tracks at home, never. <laughs> so, but... In the other way, it's something I need others doing it for me. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, I need to listen to placebo once a day minimum. And that's a short explanation. Imagine the long explanation. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
That's good. No, I'm thankful for it. <laughs> well, I really acknowledge you and as a producer, and I, I just love what you're doing, and I've been following you for a while, and so I'm really glad that you came on and kind of talked to us a little bit. And I look forward to what's coming, whether it's from motel, hotel, or anything else. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just excited, and I'm glad I got to get to know you a little better. Like, I feel like, yeah, there's a there's a similarity that I get in your vibe that just feels really good to to reflect upon. So I appreciate your honesty and, and just coming on and sharing. Wow, I wish I could have the right English to say the same about you. And <laughs> But I can only say thanks for inviting me. And um, first of all, I'm happy you, you thought about me mm. because that's, that's important. It's like, okay, I'm important to somebody to be on an interview, you know, so yeah. that's... That's amazing already. But this kind of interview, I don't even know when is the interview going to start because to me it was like, as you said, just a conversation about music. And yep. We have to do this with a beer next time. Yes, I'm going to okay. come to Barcelona and we'll do it on the beach. <laughs> Are you going to Miami or not? Um, I haven't made up my mind yet. I might just go on a whim. Um, okay. But I, I don't, wasn't planning on it, actually. Um, well, if it happened, just let me know. So I'm going to the hotel party. And Tom's going to be there, a lot of friends. It's more a family party, you know, but I'm going to be around. If you come, just let me know, okay? Yeah, if I, if I want to go, I'll just go for a couple of days like that and then just come back to Denver. Yeah. Well done. Well done. It's enough. <laughs> yeah. So I'll link I'll link all of your information up in the show notes and so everybody can follow you at hotel and everything oh. and yeah. Okay, thank you. It was super nice. Thank you. I appreciate. I appreciate you too. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. Okay. Okay, bye-bye. So that's it for this episode. I hope you found something inspiring with my conversation with David. I'm going to link up all of his information in the show notes. You can be connected to him on all of his socials and check out some of his music, as well as this motel boutique thing coming up. I am super curious about that. So I'm excited to check that out. But if you found something inspiring and you love this interview, please share it with your friends. Tag me in Instagram. Let me know that you liked it. Tag David and or you can reach me at podcast at remixyourworld.com and let me know. And if you love this podcast, please consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes. I would greatly appreciate it. That's it for this week. I'm so glad you are here. Thank you so much. And I will see you next week. Go out, have an amazing creative week filled with lots of music, lots of love, and lots of light. Sending you so much love, joy, and creativity. Take care. Bye. Bye.